Happy 2022, everyone. It's Lisa Gebelagen here, Women's Health Australia Editor-in-Chief. While our team is on a break, we thought it'd be nice to revisit some of our most popular episodes, starting with this one with Elsa Pataki and our former editor, Jackie Mooney. Enjoy. I was living in Santa Monica. I felt lonely there, you know, you have moments like you, like, it's very difficult to get to know people there, you know. Exercise saved me from that lowest moments, you know, the lower moments of my life there. Yeah, but I have, I get my husband from there, so it's just like... It's not like, so yeah, bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> Those mistakes that I make in my life made me get to where I am and learn so much. I feel like you learn so much of your mistakes. So I want my daughter to my kids to have those mistakes as the ones and those moments that are like you suffering and it's hard and you need to have those moments to just get to where you you want, you know, and to learn. Happy 2020 and welcome to series three of Uninterrupted. I'm Jackie Mooney, editor of Women's Health Australia, and we couldn't be more excited to bring your ears a fresh new batch of inspiring chats with game-changing women over the coming months. Today, we're talking to actor, mum of three, and all-round superwoman slaying the wellness space, Elsa Pataki. I first met this Spanish-born, now Byron Bay-based yoga lover, along with her Hollywood megastar partner, Chris Hemsworth, when we shot them for the cover of Women's and Men's Health late last year. And what stood out immediately was her warmth, her kindness and her generosity of spirit. So when I heard she was flying to Sydney for the launch of her brand new book, Strong, I couldn't book in a chat fast enough. Here, she talks about how exercise saved her from her lowest moments, the 80-20 rule that guides her health, and why she'll never feel guilty for smashing three donuts in one go. So Elsa, welcome to Women's Health. It's great to see you again. Welcome to Sydney. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm glad to see you again. Now, we last met in Byron Bay at yeah. our cover shoot, which is a, was a fantastic day. Yeah. And you do live in Byron Bay now, but you were born in Madrid. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, your family and your childhood growing up there. So I grew up in yeah Madrid, which is the capital of Spain, a big, big city, and in the center of Madrid. So it was just very cosmopolitan kind of life, and not surrounded by nature or like and like or the way I live right now. Totally the opposite. But I always dreamed to live in a place that I li- like I live now, and like I always loved animals. So that was that was my dream of horses. So I think um, like the way I, what I've given now to my kids and to the place that they grew up it was like my dream but hopefully they appreciate that I mean I have to say living in a city is a special thing too and you learn so much about it and um but um but yeah I I always just have that idea of living in a farm and you've achieved your dream (laughs) yeah yeah no I'm like that's and that was my goal so when I have kids I was like I really wanted to give them that to live in a place that they can enjoy being outside, enjoy nature and having animals and horses. And, you know, I think like maybe now they will take it for granted. I feel like in the future, I hope they, they can appreciate that, no? And growing up there, did you have a big family? No, I was an only child. So, yeah, I feel like it was even more complicated um, in a city, you know, to socialize 
you know, you are in an apartment, you live in an apartment, so you that the 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 time you spend outside is less than in a place that you can be outside and just meet kids all the time. So I remember just being at home and just like my mom would say my favorite word and being an only child was like, I'm bored. I don't have anybody to play. I'm bored. <laughs> and now my kids, my, my daughter of course is like I don't want brothers. I don't want brothers. Why? I would love to be by myself. So, you know, it's the kind of things that you have, like the opposite. Always. And do you say you're very lucky? I would have loved that. Yeah, I would have loved I say, like, I would have loved to have, you know, I was like, I didn't have anybody to play. You have the kids. I don't want to play with them. I'm like, no, it's so nice to have somebody to entertain, even to fight. At least you're entertaining fighting. You know, but it's hard to just like, exactly. You always want what you don't have. <laughs> and how did you stay occupied, by the way? Uh, how is they occupied? Like when you were growing up, like when you were bored and, and at home alone, like how did, did you well, do you, sport or what did you do to uh, keep busy? Yeah, no, you start like use a lot of your imagination yeah. and like create your own world. I have a lot of like a bunch of little animals that I will play with all the time. And, and yeah, and like very young, um, I wouldn't say when I was a child, but when I was 14, I started to exercise. I started to really admire and I used to, in my family, I used to love the like, Olympics and watch the Olympics. Um, and I would dream with those amazing bodies of the 100 meters runners. I like them, I love it. And they were so strong and these abs and their bodies. I was like, I want to have that body. So I started like, yeah, doing exercise and working out and going to the gym. Um, and in that time, my best friend and um, I was with a guy that um, I just loved to train with and he was very into sports too. So we just do that all the time. Like I spend long hours in the gym and like trying to imitate these amazing bodies that I wanted to like get similar to them. No? <laughs> and did you have a favourite Olympic sport that you love to watch? Uh, well, my favourite was... Gymnastics, yeah. yeah, I love gymnastics and the girls. And like, I remember my mom is Romanian, so I was like, like a Nadia Comaneci fan. Um, but you know, but I love the 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 hundred meters, the men's and women. I love that. I love the swimming. I love the jumping. Like um, um, the how do you say like, diving? Diving, yeah, diving in English. <laughs> 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 diving. Like, I love. I, I was just really entertaining. It was like. A, we were waiting for it every four years, something in the TV that we would love to just can't wait to watch it. And um, you obviously pursued, you know, went on to pursue acting. Mm -hmm. At that time when you were growing up and in school, is that the dream that you had to pursue acting or was there a couple of different careers that you might have been considering? Yeah, there was a few, like you always have like this tendency and want to do what your parents do. My mom was... Um, into publicity and I started talking to her like I don't know really what to do but it's true that it was that part of me that I always wanted to be an actress because my um, my grandpa who died when I was really young but later um, he was an actor and he used to play with me all the time and do all these different characters and we'll play and we'll dress up and like I was just like I want to be like my grandpa and my mom was like, you know, it's a career about that. And I was like, what? Like, it's something I can do. That's something a job. That I can work. It's a job. <laughs> like, my, my grandpa is just having fun. So that was in my mind forever, you know. So I had those things. It's like my mom talking to my mom was like, should I do what you've done? Or if not, I will go and act in. And my mom was like, don't do what I've done. It's not that fun. So just like she pushed me a little bit to do, um, pursue that dream. 
And um, but then my dad was like, "Look, in that time being an actress is like, what are you gonna do if you don't find a work?" It was like not kind of feel like something very safe for your daughter to just um, in that time it was like just get a career study and. So I decided to do journalism because I like I was like a fearless person. I was like I wanted to be a world journalist and just travel the world because I was obsessed to just traveling the world. Um, so I started studying journalism, and but at the same time I was doing acting too. And and I had it was great because I have those two options. So it was good um, that I was not obsessed with one of them. And when you start doing auditions and everything, having and like another option it give you like a little bit of freedom it's like oh what I'm going to do with my life so it's just that pressure that you put in you that makes you nervous um so I would just like okay it, it doesn't happen it's okay I have my career so that was good like my my dad just gave me that option which was great and actually in one moment I'm like I'm giving up acting I don't want to do it anymore um it was too difficult it was like always final in these auditions and never get anything I was like you know down and, and I was like yep I'm doing journalism. This is what I'm going to do, and um, and it changed, and and suddenly I approached different, and it was another audition. I was like, I'm not going. I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, just do the last one. So I did that last one, like, but without that pressure, I was like, whatever, and it gave me the role, you know. So was that your like, break? You like, you were like, you know what? I'm not sure. I give this one last go, and you got your break. I exactly. You. I think when you let go of things for some reason, it's like a, that sign that come to you. The like freedom. Now, the freedom. Exactly. It's just like, but now you're gonna do this. <laughs> and what was the role? By well, the way, like, it was a TV show in Spain that very kind of similar. A home and away, um, or like it was the Spanish ver- version of nine o to one o. Wow! Uh, so it was like these young people going to school and like, oh, what are they doing? And you know, they yeah, just that. And it just blew up in Spain. It was so big, and we become from being totally unknown to just like being like so known. And it's the time there was just like you know, in Spain it was like four channels. So when when the show was big, it was huge. And it was for a long time that we were there, and I learned so much, and it helped like so much in my career. And it was like first experience actually. It was like at school, a school acting school for me. You know? Wow! And how was that going from just being a normal person walking around, and all of a sudden everybody knows you? Was that really strange? It was. It was pretty shocking. Yeah, and they they tried to told us and like I remember sitting in a room was like this is going this is getting big you guys don't know what you're getting in and we're like we're fine but it it did shock and and shock us in a way of like wow like we will go out in the streets and it was crazy especially boys will go and girls will get crazy and for me it was more because I was like I was that evil kind of character you oh, know <laughs> a little bit so I remember like all the girls hating me like it was just like that energy that was like Looking at me, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not that person. That's not really like, me. Just like, so it was really hard. I didn't want to do the role in the beginning. I was like, how am I going to do this? Not like, it's not like me. But it was fun. At the end, I started loving it. But it was really hard seeing like have girls will look at me like, you know, like you know, because I was the one doing like to the the girl like the main character. Everybody loved. I was always mean to her. So, so it was just like horrible. But but it was great in a way of an actor acting way to just discover so many things and make it so different to me instead of being just me you know and at a certain point if you're pursuing acting you know you need to move to LA mm-hmm. um what was that like when you made that move like obviously living in Spain living in LA it's very different places was that a shock as well 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, my dream was really traveling. So before LA, I went to work in France. I went to work. So I did a couple of movies in France and in French. I did um, another movie in Italy, in, in Italy, in Italia. And I was just like, and I was like, okay. And the mom was like, I'm going to go to LA, see what happened. And it was funny because I applied a years before for a green card. And because a friend of mine told me, oh, you're very known, you maybe can do it, and they will give you a green card so you can work in L.A. So, and one day, the green card they approved, and they come to me, and I was like, this is a sign, I have to go. So I just got my dog, and moved to L.A. with, like, my luggage and my dog. I was like, I don't know how much I'll stay there, but see what happens. See what happens. And uh, actually, it's hard. It's It was really hard. It's very different, and, like, from being, like, totally known and having, like, very pretty easy in, in Spain people was like what are you doing there and like I wasn't working but it's true that I was back and forth a lot but it was a challenge I love challenges in life so harder better um, so I was just like oh no I'm staying here I'm doing this and you know you never know because there's so many people and so competitive in LA that it just feels like sometimes you have really low days that is like and then I keep exercising was my thing to just save me in those moments I I remember like I was living in Santa Monica and I had my rollerblades and I would just get my dog and go rollerblade every day it was just my thing to go on the beach and watch because you you need that when you're like lonely I felt lonely there you know you have moments like you're like it's very difficult to get to know people there you know and um so I think Exercise, I did start doing kickboxing. Exercise saved me from that lowest moments, no, the lower moments of my life there. Yeah, but I have, I get my husband from there, so it's just like... It's not so bad. It's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So how old were you when you moved there to L.A.? Well, I was like maybe, I would say maybe, yeah, 25 or so, 25, really young, yeah. And and how long did you end up living there in the end, in in America? I was there for maybe eight years or so, um, back and forth. I will back because I still have a lot of work in Spain, so that will like that will cover me for all the expenses in LA. So it was good. I will just do like um, a movie or something in Spain, and then I come back, and then I'll do something somewhere else, and I come back. So it, it was not. In a way, I wasn't struggling in LA, which is a lot of actors even was struggling, didn't have a way to live, and they were trying to just see how can make money. I was a little bit lucky in that way because I have my a lot of jobs in Spain to maintain myself in LA. So in that way, I was it was great, you know. So I wasn't like, oh God, I don't have money. I was I was good in that way, so it wasn't that hard. But it's still, like I feel the most, it was lon- lonely. Mm. Yeah, but like you miss, especially with Spanish people, we miss our family, our friends going out and, you know, having those like in the terrace at night. And I remember it was so hard for me because we, we love to go out. Like at the restaurants in Spain, they open at night. I know you it's know? so different it's in Europe. So I couldn't different. get used to it. You have dinner at 11 o'clock at night. Yes. It's so different. Yeah, so for me, like I will go to the restaurants in LA and like they're closed. I'm like, what do you mean they're closed? It's just 7 o'clock. <laughs> so like all those things that I learned so much, you know, to change your like your habits, you know. And then obviously from LA, was it Australia next? Your next um, move? Yeah, yeah, that was it. From LA to Australia, I met Chris and and we were living both in LA and then we had kids. And then I felt that that was not a place to live with your kids. You know, it's good when you're like chasing something in your career, but I, I, I thought it was not the environment to 
to just for our kids to grow up. I just wanted to chase that dream that I had for the, to give it to them. And you know, it started like you starting to get known. I was known also there, and it was just all the paparazzi and the, that I. We thought it was not the right thing to be there, so I decided to just when we got a house and we had the perfect house, like no, we're moving, and um, and we promised to each other, Chris and I, that I will never make him live in Spain, and he will never make me live in Australia because it was so far away from the people that we love, you know. So like I was like, it was a little middle. bit in the middle, but then I traveled with him here, and because we were trying to decide what was our the place that we were, we wanted to leave and to just like uh, for our kids to grow up. And um, so I was in Melbourne, I was going around, I was like, well, it's a city. And then he took me to Byron and um, uh, he, he didn't know Byron that well neither, but it was like a holiday kind of place. And, and we would get back and we were thinking about it and we would just mention about Costa Rica. We want to have a wild life, like in nature. And then he's like, what about Byron? I'm like, Mm, Byron. So, and then that was it. I mean, we just like, moved here, and I've been like, I, I, I love it here. And I just like when my mom tells me one day you think you will move to Spain back, and I'm like, I don't think so. I just, I love the people. I love, um, you know, the way they live. Like, it, this is a small town, which is great, you know, because like everybody knows it's a small community. So it feels so good, you know. So you guys feel really at home there. Yeah, we do. We do. I think the people knows you already. So it's not like you become a normal person there. You know, it's in a city, in a big city. It's just like people come and, you know, they have like the field is the only opportunity they have to do a photo with Chris or like, so they're just desperate and coming. And when you're in a small town, it becomes normal to see you around. So I think we become part of that community and it just, we can have a totally normal life in a way. And um, my family is actually from that area as well. Um, My mum and dad grew up there. I've still got family there and it is such a nice vibe. And I know on our shoot day, we were lucky enough to meet some of your family, um, your brother and your mum, which was lovely. What do you think it is that um, keeps, as as a larger family, keeps your bond so strong? Well, I think like the family, um, I mean, Latinos in general, and I think here in Australia is like a little bit like that, but it's just like we're really close to our family and like the, we love to celebrate and get together and have dinners and we have all these amazing moments that like we love to get to love each other and to and we you know Spanish people they hug immediately we kiss to everybody and like we we used to get so close even for me it was strange here in Australia same in America but like the conscious of space that you have like because you have a lot of space space for for that personal space that we are like so used to just get really close to each other and like uh, even in the for me the seem like the beach here with nobody it was like shocking because we go to the beach there and in the mornings and somebody goes down and put the towel because then you won't have space to be in the beach, you know, and then you have to, and then you keep sleeping, but at least your towel is there. So you come at 12 and you have a space. So you basically turn around and there's a person right there. So for me, being a beach that people are so far from each other, it was shocking and I love it now. Now when I go back to Spain, it's so weird to see people in the in the water so close to each other. Yeah, it's <laughs> and so it's not, different. And it's not China. China is even worse, you know, because they don't have that much space. But for me, like that, 
yeah, that spe- personal space and like seeing these places there is nobody. Uh, it's it's amazing, it's, no. But but um, but yeah, as coming back to the family, yeah, I think it's something so important. And Chris's family is exactly the same. They're so close to each other, and uh, we love to. We're not a huge family neither which is great you know so we get together and we can just all be together and especially now in Christmas we love to just Chris loves to be with his three brothers and they're very 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 close same as me with my brother I couldn't live without him and do you feel like now being in Byron and loving it so much do you feel like you have two homes you know Spain and here or how do you feel about that yeah yeah I, I exactly I feel like home here as much as I when I do in Spain Spain is like my people, like people where I grew up, and my friends, and I, and but even I feel like they kind of adopt me here in Australia. I feel loved too, so I, it, I, I feel myself like I'm really lucky to have two places that I consider home that I can go back to Spain, and I want to to my kids to to know about the culture, the European or Spanish culture, and I want to be there at least every summer and spend some time there because I think it's important for the language and given that gift of, like, having two languages, is great for them. Um, so we're trying to spend some time there, and like Chris promised me that we will do that, even if it's a long trip. So we've been doing that, and and I don't want to lose that, that, like, that bond that I have with Spain too, you know? And do you speak Spanish with the kids at home? Yeah, I do. I speak all the time in Spanish. And um, they actually, India is really good at it. And he's like, in the beginning, she had this accent, like really cute <laughs> accent. But now it's getting much better. And the boys too is making an effort. And usually I will talk to them in English and they will, I'm sorry, in Spanish, and they will um, answer me in English. And now more and more they're trying to make an effort and answer in Spanish, especially when my family is here. They just make such an effort. And and it's great. I, I'm so proud, you know, because it's like that thing of being able. I told them if you go to Spain, you're not going to be able to talk or communicate with anybody because in, the kids in, in, in Spain, like their English is really bad. <laughs> uh, so they get, it's getting better, but they won't they won't communicate. So she knows now that when she goes there, she needs to talk to in Spanish. So now he is making an effort and she's getting really good. And you mentioned that you did um, love sport and exercise growing up and watched the Olympics. Obviously, fitness has been a big part of your life Mm -hmm. um, for a little while. So, you know, what is your exercise routine now you know I know that you love so many different things you know yoga of course boxing you know what is a normal exercise week for you I feel like I keep changing all the time because I'm very curious and I I think like when you start getting into routines in some exercises or, or like yeah the way you train or the the sports that you do um, your body get used to it. So I love to shock my body, shock my body in a way, and just make a change and see the reaction of my body doing different exercise. So I've been keep changing through during my life. So, and I'm very curious. So I do all kind of sports. I'm not great at them, but I know how to do it. So I was like, I tried serve. I've been skiing and snowboarding all my life, but um, and then I get into yoga, but I get like boxing or kickboxing, um, Pilates. I'm just now almost getting into Pilates. I did so yoga for such a long time and I love it. Um, but then I was like, oh, let's just get into Pilates more. And I feel like it's a different way of training too and it's stretching. Um, but I still 
kickboxing, the pen of the day, or you go surfing, or I love horse riding, and anything I feel like is you're passionate about and and becomes even your hobby, something that you love to do and you're moving your body and you exercise and it's good. I, that's what I say you have to start with instead of like just putting yourself into I need to go to the gym. Oh, and I, have and to I, I have to exercise. Oh, I don't even like it, and but I have to do it. Exactly. It just gets so hard. So if you want to change, just start for something that you like or you can get yourself to like it, you know. And I, I there's a few examples of that, but friends of mine that like, you know, there was like this girl that was so obsessed with losing weight and the scale. And I was like, why you don't try something that you, different, like like not just going to the gym to get by five grams, like tomorrow you'll see like, oh, just get in something that you're passionate. In. And she started running and I say, why do you don't get in a marathon? And it was like, oh, and that's starting to get her like, goal to just get into the marathon and she gets so much into it so then years after she was doing all marathon she got so strong and she never think about it, like how was her weight you know because she got passionate about it and she got fit doing something she loved so it's just finding that that you love and just get into it and that will be a good start and it sounds like for you exercise it's about as much being mentally strong as physically strong would that be right for you yeah, I think that three things or three pillars of like starting like a healthier life, philosophy of life, changes your habits is like um, like really a strong mind, eating healthier and doing exercises. I think you need the three of them, especially a strong mind. What I mean, and that's what the name of this book is, is like that moment of decision is like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to now do exercise. I'm going to eat healthy, whatever you want. You choose, choose one, you know, but I'm going to make an effort. So, and that starts with a strong mind and doing it every day. That's what you need, you know, just instead of like excuses of I can't do it, I don't have the time. And like um, Mary Forleo just had a book that is really interesting. But and she says, stop saying I can't say I won't do it because you decided already that you can't do it. So it's not that you can. It's like you decided that the other thing it was more important for you to do is I can't do it because I have the kids. No, you, you're like you're prioritizing your kid from exercise. So. That word they should be, I won't do it. But when you decided to do it, it's like, stay, stop doing it, can't say, I can't do it, and I'm going to do it now. So that's starting that strong mind that you need to just make a change, you know. And then it comes, you know, eating healthy. I think it's like a will when you start exercising and you feel better. And then like, oh, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to start trying to little things, just start doing like less sugar, not like processed food or like not fried food and like, um, you know, alcohol. It's like you start feeling better and it starts a well and then like, oh, I'm going to, I feel stronger. I feel confident. I like just get more into change my body, tone my body, let's do more. And it gets addicted. Like you get addicted into that. So, yeah, I think those three things that like, comes um, one after another, you know, all together depends. And um, you mentioned food before, and food is such a big part of your new book. There are so many beautiful recipes in there. So what would be your own personal food philosophy in the way that you eat in your own life? I feel like you have to listen to your body and see what, because what is good for me is not, good for you you know and it's really important to see instead of just just chasing or like following every some diet or somebody that like your friend is telling you is great you can try it but see if that works for you you know for me I feel like it was more about like 
Mediterranean food, I think it was like such a good way to enjoy food and in a healthy way. And then you start like with more organics or getting more veggies. And I feel like with my age, I always eat meat. But getting older, my body stopped like asking me for meat. I'm not forcing it. It was just like I see meat before. I was just craving it. And now I don't crave it as much. And I, I crave more vegetables. So I listen my, to my body even like they say, oh, meat is good for you somebody tells you no lots of you come you have to be vegetarian and i see now a lot of people vegetarian forcing themselves to be vegetarian and they don't look like great you know and i feel like don't force yourself like and your your body's craving it's just it's so difficult to stop to your cravings and fighting your whole life you know so i feel like exactly that like see what is healthy and what is good for you um and just follow it yeah. And um, in your book, you know, I really agree with what you say. You know, you say don't diet and eat what you feel like and eat food that is close to nature. And, you know, you have to have the good fat. I think, you know, this is such good advice and it's great to see nutrition mm-hmm. going this way because I think as women we can make it so complicated for ourselves sometimes. Yeah, because it's so like you need also you need to be happy um, to feel good with yourself like that like that way of like it's a punish every meal is like oh, you look at it and it's like oh this just makes it your brain is not good it's starting like that so you exactly just find the way to get um, the things that you like like if you like meat or you like fish and like like make it in a way that you can like it and eat everything and even like don't like I have the cheating days, like, because uh, I love sweets. Yeah, wine, I pasta, yeah, all the right, things. Exactly. Carbohydrates. You love carbohydrates. Try to just get whole grains, you know, get into just like, they're great for you too, you know. Don't just take all the carbohydrates because it's like, oh, they say protein is the best and they, they get you fat, you know. But it's like, you like, yeah, when I eat more carbohydrates, right, it gives you more energy so you train more. If you eat a lot of carbohydrates and you don't do any exercise, anyone's going to become fat. So you, you, that's what I try to learn, learn, teach to people to learn what it does things to your body, you know, and try to balance yourself. Um, but don't uh, make it horrible. Yeah, like I love my cheating days and I go on the weekends and it's like all the diets say 80, 20. 80% of what I eat is healthy, 20% is not. And I still get my pizza. And people are like, oh, it's not like you're getting a donut. Nobody believe it. And I put a photo of me eating donuts. <laughs> like, that's not true. I'm like, it is true. But like, when I get like a cheating day and I get a couple of sweet donuts and I get one after another, then the next day I'm like, I'm going to train a little bit more because I did eat three donuts. But I love them. And I'm like, I enjoy it so much, you know? So it's just like that balance. But yeah, don't punish yourself all the time. To not eating, you know. So I know it's hard, and like, but you get used to it, and like, it's hard in the beginning to get used to it, to just get healthier and healthier. But when you start, it's just amazing how how good you feel. No, it is true. It's funny. Like I eat pizza and I get a burger and chips, you know, after I've run a big race or something, and I feel no guilt about that. You know, I'm gonna have it, and everyone's like, "Ooh, don't take a picture of the editor of Women's Health eating a pizza." And it's like, well, this is balance. This is life. This is what we should be doing. You need to enjoy life. Totally agree. And like it's really saying like how much they're coming into the diet of like eat whatever you want because you're like 
just getting yourself it's so negative it's just like oh I'm just today this is the little piece it's 500 calories and that's what I'm gonna eat it's just like it's not positive in your brain so it's nothing good is gonna come from that you know and like even if you like lose weight you're gonna be so unhappy life is too short too short exactly I have the greatest admiration for anyone that writes a book you know Mm. what was the process of writing the book like and what really motivated you to want to write it well, I started in um, in Spain. I have two books in Spain that I wrote already, um, and it was the motivation was because people was asking like, "Oh, what do you do?" And every time I go on interviews, like, "What are your tips?" And and um, I got when after I got pregnant and I wasn't working that much, and I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do a book. I'm gonna put like and so I have a lot of time, <laughs> and and I decided to just try to get all the tips and all the things I've been learning through all these years traveling and being able to you know, to meet people that they have so much knowledge, which other people don't have those opportunities, you know, so put it in like in a book so everybody can read it and know about it and, and start knowing about what you eat, what is protein, what is carbohydrates, you know, fiber, and like people actually don't know much about it. Um, so, um, and if you know more about it, you can just like um, realize what are you eating and what is it for? Um, so all those things and the exercise that I do, my favorites, um, what I've been testing in my body, what it feels good, what it changes your body, what make me more muscly, what not. I was like a little guinea pig with myself. So all those things I thought like it was a good thing to, to for knowledge for anybody else. And so I did this book um, with actually one of my trainers because I was like, I'm not a trainer. I don't know what to say. I need somebody that knows about this. Yeah, and help like, me out. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, they're going to say, who are you? Like the typical, who are you to tell me what is the good exercise? So I just do it with a trainer, um, which it was my trainer in that time in, in L.A. And um, we did it together. And it was it was great. And when I came here to Australia, uh, Macmillan just says, like, uh, come to me. I was like, oh, we'll love your book. We know your Spanish book. Can we do this um, an Australian version? I was like, sure. So we changed it a little bit, and it's different than the Spanish one. And there's so many people asking me for, like, um, like English version of it. So I was like, yeah, let's let's do it. And um, Women's Health is a brand that is all about female empowerment and, and living your fittest life, and your book is actually called Strong. So what does being a strong woman mean to you? Well, I think it's such a good, in a way, of a good title now because we, it's a good moment for women in this case also to just feel strong. You know, we have to fight so many things, and and you know, I want to, I want to show my daughter to just be strong, and I'm not saying to my boys to be strong too. I think both of them, but you know, it's just the time that um, I think we're getting stronger and stronger, you know, in every way. And um, and same with exercise. I think it's a good start for anything in life that you want to do. If you start with that strength and like that confidence, um, you're going to get whatever you want, you know, because it's all about your brain and what you want to do. I think you, your brain is so like so important to just be positive I feel like if you really want to do something and you chase it and you chase it and you never give up you're gonna you're gonna do it and I have so many examples of people that is just never give up and I'm like it's gonna happen don't worry it's gonna happen it will take time and it's not easy and it's gonna be a lot of obstacles in the way but if you keep going you're gonna get it and same as that exercise same as like that change that it like people is like well I would like 
there's been I've been training for such a long time and there's no changes like like it's not a, like a day night thing it's just I've been working in my body for like so many years since I was 15 you know so it's just keep going and and you will see those changes you know but people get like so un, impatient and you want results so quick that's what they go to those quick diets like it's just like a, a quick result in like a month but it's not a long-lasting one, you know. It's just like you get back into your weight because you haven't changed the pace. So, and I think that that's in this book is just inspire people to just get that strength and and um, and and just put you a goal that is achievable, you know. Like also, people sometimes you put a goal that is impossible. Like I want to have Cindy Crawford's body or Elle McPherson. It's like, like, well, you're not Cindy Crawford. You're not Cindy Crawford, exactly. (laughs) That's an impossible goal. So like look at yourself and like see like the best, how can you get the best of you? You know, like what like what is the things that you want to change about yourself without comparing yourself with anybody? And start from that and see those changes happening step by step, small goals. And then when you're getting and achieving those goals, it makes you keep going, you know. But yeah, if you get a like very far away goal, uh, you get frustrated and you will like you will give up, you know. And you mentioned um, you know, strength and I'm sure you have a lot of strong females in your life. Um mm-hmm throughout your life. Are there a few in particular that have been really important to you, a strong woman in your life? Yeah, especially my mum. My mum had to fight so many things and life has not, not been easy for her. And I think we all get a lot of inspired by our mums, you know. I think they're, they're so, they can go through everything and just keep going, you know. And and it's, it was my example and she's always there and she's always helping me and she always have the nice words to keep you going, you know, to that, like, don't give up, keep going. Like, I'm here. I'm here for you, you know. And uh, and it's, yeah, it's so inspirational for, for me. She was so, so much an inspiration. I feel like she gave me that strength. And every moment that I'm down, she's there to just tell me, no, just say, you can do this. You can do that. And you've got the boys and you've got India, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a daughter and as her mum, you know, what lessons do you think you would want to give to her? I think it's like uh, the freedom of deciding what she wants to do. I don't want to push her to anything. I think I have to respect the way she is. I think she's in a good, great moment for her to do whatever she wants to do, and like, which is great, you know. Not, don't let anybody tell you, put you down and tell you you can't do this because you're a woman, you know. That's the most important thing. But I say the same thing to to my boys, you know, and like um, – I think they're not going to have it easy either. Like boys or girls, they're not. Life is hard. So in any way, it's true that we're getting better into like these where girls to achieve whatever they want in life. So exactly that. No limits. Like not for for them, for the boys, or not for the girls. Just just like pursue what you want, and and same. Like put goals that you can get to them, and you can do it. You know. And you guys seem like such a great family together. What do you think makes you such a good team? Oh, I don't know. It's a lot of work and it puts into a family. You know, everybody who's half a family, it's like hard. Being a mom is really hard. It has some amazing moments, but it's so hard. Um, being a wife is hard too, you know. I think you have to put work, a lot of work and all these things. There's no tips that you're like, I do this, this and this, no and there's somebody who will do that. And like, oh, yeah, you know, but I have to say that it's not easy. As everything in life, as your work and everything that you need to put time on it and efforts. And, and I have to respect each other. And as a couple, 
couple would do. And we learned so much about each other. And Chris made me change in so many ways and look at myself. Because you, we always do try to change the other person. It's your fault. You did this. You did this. And I feel like, no, wait, maybe it's me. Maybe the problem is me. I'm putting on him, you know. And like, so knowing to y you and yourself and working in yourself, that's the most important thing as a mom and as a as as a wife, you know. So I think it's like it's a lot of work and effort. Nothing is going to come easy. And the first like inspired moment and like love that you have in the beginning just goes away. And it's like after you become friends and and you want your partner to be your best friend and you respect a lot of things more in your friend almost than in your couple. You know, so just getting that into that is just such a such a good thing. And but. It, just put in the work and it needs to a lot of work and you know you're in Byron now you know where would you see yourself and you guys in say five years oh same place yeah, <laughs> same it. place I don't want to change anything uh, for my life right now it's just like if you tell me about even next year it's just like I just want to be here and enjoying this place and this moment yeah. And uh, you have the book, of course. You know, what else do you have coming up? You know, 2020, it's a good sounding year. It feels like a fresh start. Yeah. Um, you know, what have you got coming up for next year? Any big goals or dreams? I have to, like, not, like, I put little goals and I have always those little goals. I, I think now I'm, like, really, I want to stay as I am, you know. But we always become very ambitious and you always want more and more. And we're trying to just, trying to just be happy with what I have. Um, and I can't ask more in life, basically. I'm just, I feel like I did everything I wanted. So I feel so contacted by myself trying to just like make my mind exactly just be content but not like in this and that because then you don't enjoy what you have like it's just like it's at the moment it's like you have this come on just enjoy enjoy my kids now and not thinking about what what is next I trying to just get myself into those things so um, I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna try to do that and and see but of, of course like um and like I I love that I'm working in different projects and things to do and um about my like my career, I want to do things, but step by step, I really feel like took my time to be with my family, and it's my priority now. We with my kids, so if anything else like just gets in the way, I don't want it. <laughs> I just wanted to be with them. But in the meantime, we'll probably come on a few things that I will do for sure. <laughs> so live in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to enjoy what I what you achieve and what you have and enjoying every second with my kids and because they like the kids go so fast they grow so fast and then I don't want to be in one moment like oh I miss all these moments because I wanted to make an amazing movie and like this book and this and this and you just like to to just prove yourself something you know I just don't want to prove myself into more things I just want to enjoy all these things that I have and whatever comes in the way I'm happy to take it so yeah. go and, you know, go to the school things and drop them off and totally. do all those things. It makes me happy. Like, I, but that's what I they offer you things. But I'm like, that means I'm not going to be able to take my kids to school or pick them up. Those moments of pick them up, I'm like, it fulfills me so much. That like knowing that I'm there because I think my mom or my dad were working so hard that they couldn't do that. And like having the lack 
to do that, it will be a waste if I don't do it. And I know so many families, they can't do it. They have to work, and it's like so many hours, and they have to do it, and they don't have a choice. So it's just like, and I feel bad, you know, I have the choice. So I just want to appreciate that and do it. And uh, we've talked about so many different things today. Mm. You know, if you could look back now, you know, to you growing up in Spain, you know, 16-year-old Elsa, is there any, you know, advice that you would give to her looking back on your life now? Oh, so many. But I think so many that I learned from my life to now how you mature and you change um, the way you think. And so many times, but I I think you need to leave those moments and go ups and downs. And I will tell you, don't do this. But no, because those mistakes that I make in my life made me get to where I am and learn so much. I feel like you learn so much of your mistakes. So I want my daughter to my kids to have those mistakes as the ones and those moments that like you suffering and it's hard. And uh, you need to have those moments to just get to where you you want, you know, and to learn. Um, so I could say so many things, but I prefer just like, no, just keep doing what you do and get all the mistakes you have to do to learn. And it will take you one day. You're like, oh, this happened because I learned that from that, you know. Yeah, mistakes, they're part of life, you know, and facing like, the fears and the scary things and saying yes to those, you know, that's where the good things are, I think. Happen, yeah, exactly. And from the moment that you think like, are oh, you so down, like, Things can be more wrong. And there's another one. And like life just gives you so many like moments of hate that it's so hard. But that makes you stronger. Like every time you get stronger because you always come on. You can take so much. And I know sometimes you can think like it's the, the worst of the worst. But I, it's a hole that you know and you learn how to get out. And then you're like, wow. That was like it was hard. Like, look how how far I get from there, and how it's stronger it made me. You know. Well, I think that is such a beautiful message, and we've loved talking to you today, Elsa. It's so funny. I think it's almost a year to the day yeah. since our shoot up in Byron. It seems like only yesterday. So it's been so lovely catching up with you again, me too, um, and getting to know you more. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, thanks so much. Well, hopefully we'll see you again very soon. I hope so too. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Hope you loved today's episode. If you did, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new chat for your listening pleasure. See you next time.